Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome this powerhouse in. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Last time she was here, she set the world on fire. I'm so glad she's back. Uh, Organizer, activist. Let me welcome the great Tiffany D. Lofton. Hi. You. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me back again. Virtual hug, virtual hug, queen. Yes. Uh, Dr. Mitchell is here, Dr. Caritha Mitchell, Ohio State. Uh, she is an, a professor, author of From Slave Cabins to the White House. I'm watching Viola uh, Luozo's uh, documentary on Amazon. I bought it. Her son will be on tomorrow. Bloody Sunday's tomorrow, the anniversary of it. And I'm sitting there thinking about all of the sacrifices, literal life sacrifices people made so that we can talk about nonsense and not do any of the work. Right. And I, I love, you know, I wish you could come on more, but you're actually in them streets working. Cause if you come on every week, that means you get, you got time and you don't have any time, Tiffany D. Lawson. Okay. So I'm happy <laughs> that you come through any time because you know what's to- ironic is the last time I did this, I was in a hotel and then I just happened to be in a hotel again. Cause I'm traveling again for work. So I was like, thank you. One day I'll be in my house. And I'll have my background like y'all ladies with my books and everything, but I don't, I don't have it today. Or not, because you, you, you know, unfortunately, and I think about people like you, because when do we pick up our mats and walk? You know, we're always waiting for somebody else. Somebody else is going to get out there and do do the work and organize. And I think about Mississippi. Uh, Hope Rakia can come on today, Lamumba, because she's doing all of the things. But she's in a in a court case right now, and hopefully, you know, after the trial will let out, so we can know what's going on in Mississippi. But there are things happening all over because we all live somewhere, and there's some problematic things happening. To your point in our community, I appreciate you so much for shifting the conversation because you know the distraction is real. But I have three hours, so I can do a little. <laughs> I could little do a little distraction and get back to the to God's work. Yeah, you yes. talk about it. Sure. Uh, but so let's let's start. Let's start. I'm I'm gonna play a little CPAC just because. Oh Lord. I, yes, I'm gonna play a couple of things. Just that because, I did watch. <laughs> yes. Okay. I need y'all to 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 make it make sense for people who want to tune out of the noise because it's nonsense, but it's dangerous nonsense. So let's play that little montage. This is those of you who missed the 50, 11 hours. We're going to give it to you in like a minute. Play it. It is time to put America first. This can never be said at a Democrat gathering. Look at all the beautiful women here. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about the family separation. And you know, I'm still being sued over that, so come get me. I don't give a shit, right? Bottom line. Trump is a crime victim. Let's remember that. I gotta keep my phone away, because I know, like, I'm on every FBI list imaginable, so I just gotta keep it away, because, like, they're gonna drone me one day. Like, it... Baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty I want a baby boom. Oh, you men are so lucky out there. You're so lucky. Ma'am, if you don't want to be stupid, stop watching Fox. We need a president who puts America first and not his business dealings with corrupt foreign countries. (laughs) Transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. So they gave you the, the full panoply of what they are about. America first. That's code. That's code for no black people. Uh, look at all the beautiful women here. That's code too. Uh, Trump, Trump's son, 
uh why is he even who is he did anybody has he won anything why does he get to speak anywhere because it's trump jr problematic oh baby bonuses trump is promising baby bonuses because he wants a baby boom again reproductive rights being controlled and this is y'all we i know we want to talk about abortion and black women but this is really to force white women to have babies and they are okay with it because they voted 54 percent in majority for trump not once, but twice. So I guess they like their wombs. They want us to be, uh, you know, Handmaid's Tale. I guess they like that. You men are so lucky. Look at you. Look at all the beautiful women. Um, uh, family separation. Uh, and then uh, the, the, the Lauren Boebert saying that, you know, uh, I guess she was talking about Biden, but it sounded like she was talking about Trump in terms of, you know, foreign dealings. And uh, anyway, um, y'all's thoughts. I'm going to start with dr mitchell and then tiffany please tell me what we should be pulling out of this space the only thing i have to say is it is just the most explicit expression of the racism and sexism that this country is built on and we need to get better at recognizing the racism and sexism even when it's not so explicitly articulated but I definitely am interested to hear what Tiffany Lofton has to say. So I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> no, I want to talk about it with you black ladies. Um, <laughs> thank you for this space. Cause we have to process what happened. And I know that unlike the live Netflix special with Chris Rock, most people won't watch C-SPAN, right? They're not going to tune in and even though it's free and you can get it on any device that you want. Um, you can also listen to the oral arguments of the Supreme Court justices talking and listening to oral arguments about student loan debt cancellation. Like all of this is information that's available to us. Um, we are in the, sur- I, I, I can't help but think about C-SPAN in this moment without thinking about what's happened over the last 10 years as we celebrate 10 years of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And what has been happening with us trying to control the mainstream narrative around protecting Black lives and ending racial police terrorism in this country and um, the, the, the paradigm shift from Trump to Biden. I just want to say again, I voted for Bernie twice, <laughs> but here we are. It's, <laughs> I just want to, for the record, what? I just want to say that I voted for Bernie. I wanted to, I, yep, I wanted to say that for the record. Um, and here we are with Biden who is, who has pretty much said that the job's not, the work is not finished and uh, that he intends to run again. I don't know if he's actually said he intends to run again, but his wife sure did. Um, I can't help but put that in the context of this. There are new dog whistles that are being formed. And those dog whistles are woke. If you're woke, I tweeted the other day, Karen, I was like, wait a minute. So if all of y'all are mad at woke people, do you want us to be sleep? Like, is that the, yes. what's the, what's the opposite of woke? And y'all are dead. cheering on, be, be dead, be yeah. sleep, be in a coma. Like, Pay attention to that. I was like, wait a minute. Since when did woke become a bad word? Why are you talking about woke people? And I don't even identify as woke. I don't be putting my, my bio on Instagram does not say I am a woke activist. Okay. And, and, and that connection that they are making to find words to, uh, to, to quote, I'm using my quotation fingers, y'all, to quote, save America, to protect America, to bring the first America back is to, like Karen said, is not only to just sort of erase and get rid of black people in democracy, but it's to pull back our education systems. We're fighting banned books. We are fighting to get teachers pay. We are fighting to get student loan debt cancellation. Uh, teachers, aides, and graduates across the country are fighting to become a part of a union um, and are being successful in a lot of places, but there's still a lot of pushback. 
tuition is going up still across the country, while we are also facing a deficit in applications for first years who want to go to college, the, the admissions is rising, but applications are dropping. Um, we are looking at, we still ain't solved police violence in this country. I'm actually rocking a t-shirt with a police car on it. Um, that basically has like mother nature that has grown outside of the police car. And at the bottom, it says decriminalize, uh, decarcerated and repair. And there's a group of, um, formerly incarcerated brothers and sisters in the Bay area in California who designed these t-shirts. Super dope. I got to remember what it's called. I think it's like roots for everybody or something. I'll find it and I'll, I'll tweet it. But, um, there are people who are doing this really incredible work, um, to push back against police violence. I named earlier the LAPD in Los Angeles, which is where I've been relocated to. And uh, their union is actually proposing that they handle only violent calls. And that if you call 911 for anything, like somebody pissing in the street, because people apparently call the police for people who take a piss on the sidewalk, um, uh, removing encampments. So people who are homeless or experiencing homeless, Police officers are always usually called first to be the frontliners to remove people. Um, if it's a mental health crisis, police officers are not trained on how to do that. They are at traffic stops. Police officers are not trained to do that. And so this new union contract, which I'm a little skeptical about, but I'm excited because it's LAPD. They are saying, listen, we don't want to respond to any more of those cases. Put frontline workers, uh, first responders in places where people can call them instead. And let's give the rest of the Department of Transportation. Now, if you're an organizer like me, you have questions. It sounds great, but I ain't the LAPD ain't never done nothing really great for us. So why are y'all all of a sudden, you know, showing up in a positive way? What's, what, what's the what's the read between the lines? And I want to make sure that Karen Bass as the mayor is successful of the city of Los Angeles. And if you just cut off all of a sudden all the resources that police officers are um, have been historically mm sort of uh, a train, not trained, but uh, a called on to do, and you don't have the mechanisms or the capacity or the budget or the people trained to respond to what the police officers say they're not going to respond to anymore. In a couple of months, people are going to be pissed in Los Angeles. And they're going to say, we have nothing has been solved. People have not been called. The police need to come back. We need the police to come and answer these phone calls because y'all not sending nobody. And Karen Bass is going to have to wrestle with this. So there are actual things in criminalization I think about Lori Life, um, the Chicago mayor, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, just losing her uh, race to run for, for mayor again. We're facing a recall in New Orleans for the mayor of New Orleans. Uh, we have our first black mayor in Long Beach in Los Angeles. I'm thinking about these mayors who have been specifically placed and how criminalization by mm -hmm. woke people is coming up. And CSPAC is starting to uh, alienate, for lack of a better phrase, uh, those people and, and invigorate these voters to turn out and take back America. And we have two years, y'all, until the next presidential. That's so I am very concerned. I'm concerned about 2024. Um, Me too. And it's not just Trump because Trump is a symbol. Ron DeSantis. Of, Sorry, DeSantis is Nikki Haley. It's any, Tim Scott, it's any of them because they all operate the same. It's like that fungus in The Last of Us. <laughs> Somebody taps over here and then here come the horde of, you know, it's the same. The fungus is the same. The disease is the same, right? And, and this is the problem that I find with quote unquote Democrats because I don't get into partisan politics. There is no examination of like a playbook everything's reactionary instead of like having a playbook. You can't call nobody woke. CRT wouldn't even been part of the conversation. I would have stripped that down. Y'all let them get away with yes. to the point. Now you're in a box that you can't even, and I love that you brought up black lives matter 
because even that is being undermined, you know, through individuals, whatever individuals do. That's like Jada Pinkett's coochie. Mind your business. What's the operation of the, of the organization that's to bring attention to all of the violence that's going on with these black bodies all over the country. So yes. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The doctor, Dr. Mitchell's here. Tiffany D Loft Lofton is here. Go ahead, Dr. Mitchell. I'm sorry. The one thing that what you all have put on the table makes me think about is that part of what happened when we got Biden in office is that Biden was showing that decency, the very low bar of decency, cannot be taken for granted. You actually have to do something affirmative and come out and call the Trumpism and racism and all of those things out that so-called good and decent people need to mobilize against what Trump represents. And what I had hoped is that good old ordinary Joe, nothing extraordinary about him coming out and showing that this is what good and decent people have to do. I was hoping that more good and decent white people who have been sitting on the sidelines and sitting back as Trump called Mexicans rapists to launch his campaign and so on and so forth would mobilize and say, this isn't just a fight of black and brown people, this is a fight for us. And that is what scares me about not seeing a mobilization of ordinary citizens. Activists like you are doing the the work, but we need ordinary citizens who consider themselves good and and decent to get involved in a way that uh, Biden is, can we have this conversation? Biden is not the one we're going to mobilize around. So we're going to have to I, mobilize around I, issues. We have to mobilize around. I, go ahead. Did you say that here? You said, you said coochie earlier. Can I cuss? You could cuss. You could say whatever. I, I, I said this before we got Biden in office and I said it in a text message to my former supervisor when we were arguing about endorsements because these last this last presidential election did divide our community significantly people were like warren bernie hillary whoever uh, uh, the brother out of florida uh, it was divided and we had people cory booker we had everybody all over the place and i didn't see a huge mobilization behind biden at all so dr mitchell to your point those decent people i think are a smart small percentage a window percentage uh, of voters who did show up for Biden, but at one point were undecided and just knew when they got to the polls in November that they had to pick Democrat or Republican. And I don't believe in basic decent people. The people that I believe in are the folks who were pissed off and upset about seeing murder after murder after murder, who were pissed off about gas prices going up, egg prices going up, who were pissed off about student debt not being canceled, who were pissed off about... Um, uh, uh, women's right to choose and they wanted a black woman on the Supreme Court so Joe Biden did deliver on that. that there were things that they were pissed off about and I think we went for the punk ass president I, I think that Joe Biden's a punk ass president and so I let's ahead. talk let's talk when we come back because what do we do because if this punk ass runs again respectfully sir <laughs> we're we gonna have to drag our asses to the to the polls and vote for him Right. So if he runs again, we don't really have too many choices. And unfortunately, the way our politics are, you know, it's not I'm like almost envious that the Republicans have so many choices. Ah, what the hell? Like they're not getting in line. They're like, nope, I'm not waiting. Everybody's throwing their hat in the ring. People dragging themselves out the crypt. Like, yes, I'm running. And I'm like, uh, OK, everyone, y'all just going to 
we just this is what we doing in, oh this is i actually believe that we do have a lot of choices but you said okay all right well let's yeah. talk about it also uh another train derailment this time uh non-hazardous materials were involved in a north uh norfolk southern train on saturday in springfield ohio our infrastructure is trash in this country to Tiffany's point. There's so many things that impact us. How many of you take the train? How many of you take the train in Ohio? How many of you on the train and Amtrak? You don't even think about what well, is this? Is this going to hold up? Is this going to crash? Is this going to have some toxic stuff on there? That's going to leak, leach into our water and stuff. There's a lot of things happening. Well, the railroad company told the authorities that this incident did not involve hazardous materials. Do we believe them? I don't know. Four empty tankers crashed, uh, derailed. Uh, so, so there's that. And we just had East Palestine or Palestine. I don't know how to say that. I think it's Palestine. Maybe Dr. Mitchell knows it's East Palestine, Ohio. And they're still, I don't believe the water's clean. I don't believe the water's clean. Uh, but welcome back, uh, to the hottest show in the galaxy. We're here. Dr. Caritha Mitchell's here. Tiffany D. Lofton, who's a doctor as well in them streets. She got her PhD in organizing and before we went to break, you know, uh, I hear you. I bring you on because there's somebody listening that wants, they're angry, they're outraged, they just don't know what to do. I feel like that's most of us. We're, we're paralyzed by our own frustration. What do you tell them? Um, I tell you two things, and, and I'm speaking from experience and talking to myself. When I feel frustrated and alone and pissed off that the world got so many problems and I can't carry them all on my shoulder, I am reminded from this past weekend that I need to surround myself with community. And I don't, and I say community because uh, we often think of family or friends or lovers and, and, and that's not community all the time for us. Community for me this past weekend, I surrounded myself with like 20 other activists and organizers from across the country who I can sit in a room with. We were literally in rocking chairs at the Highlander Center. Maybe you can't sit at the Highlander Center, but you can find a chair somewhere to sit with your friend and talk like we are talking right now about the issues that we care about. You can, hell, I don't care if you talk about the Chris Rock stuff. I'm not going to be part of the conversation, but you can talk about the Chris Rock stuff at, over coffee or tea or boba or whatever the drink is that you prefer with your friends and create community where we exchange. And as my sister Ashley Henderson says, create new knowledge together. That's, that's why we do this. It's not because we're just trying to bounce off ideas and challenge each other. We're actually trying to learn and grow and get to another place by the time we finish this interview. And so I want people to, to, to find community. Oftentimes, the easiest way to find community, which people don't like me saying, but I'm going to keep saying it, is through a political home. So whether that be a chapter of something, a Black Student Union, whether that be um, your church ministry of social justice, whether that be the NAACP chapter on the local level, on the statewide level, whether that be a club that's about saving the whales or talking about migration or you cleaning up forest fires. Well, I don't care whatever the issue is. There are hundreds of organizations in your own city that touch your city from a distance that are focused on those. If you care about Roe v. Wade, join the Planned Parenthood meetings. Go to the Planned Parenthood office and say, hey, I want to help y'all organize. Can I be a volunteer? That's how we find community, surrounding ourselves with people who are also trying to make a difference in this world. And if you are by yourself or you are on social media 24-7 trying to find your community, you're always going to be super pissed off. So find your community, join a political home and an organization, and, and then you'll start to find out and identify other resources to help you get paid to do this work. Because I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid, okay? I was collecting leaves and rocks 
and picking up dirt and taping it and renaming it. And my mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, but I want to go to outer space. And I found out when I got to college, well, really my senior year of high school, when I got to college, that after somebody hung a noose on my door when I was running for student body president, that I needed to do something to help change society's current situation. And I needed to change it for my own safety. Now, all of us don't have an experience like that, but there is, I guarantee you, an issue that you care about deeply and you have the power to change the material conditions in your community, but you cannot change those conditions on behalf of the community. You have to do it in community. So find where your people are, join those conversations, make those friends and join a political home so that you can be be a part of an agenda that is actually changing the world. 866-801-8255. 866-801-8255. Tiffany D. Lofton, um, what is the thing that most concerns you about this current country? You brought up Ukraine. I was like, okay, Tiffany, where are we going? Um, but yeah, you know, like the Republicans have figured out these hot button issues. And I say Republicans because that party has been overrun by the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Lauren Boberts and the Trumps is no longer the party of Lincoln and maybe it never was. But they understand how to take these words. And Ron DeSantis, I think, has done a master class in what it looks like to do something in the state that he plans to do federally. He's told you what I'm doing here. I'm going to even take apart the government because there's too much power in Washington with you people. He's talking to y'all black people. I, don't, I know what the federal government looks like. It's black people working in the federal government. He's going to spread that out to the other states and give those good government jobs to other people. Y'all think you have a safe job in D.C. You do not. If this man is elected, he already told you what he's going to do with the schools. He already told you what he's going to do judicially. There's stand your ground. There's going to be forget if there's another pandemic. You will not have to do anything. How do we combat that when there's no discernible, uh, you know, machine to drive home these other points? Um. I'll say two fast things. Uh, it's interesting to me, everything that you just listed, Karen, because um, I remember when Obama told us to stop saying defund the police and how much that hurt my feelings. And I remember um, working at national nonprofit, non-governmental institutions like labor unions or like the NAACP, where I had to speak to people nationally all the time about a world that we can create and abolition. And they told me, slow your roll. We got to fix what we got. Slow your roll. We got to support Joe Biden and just do that. We slow your roll. And I was like, why can't we dream bigger? And I know that sounds floozy, but I'm like, literally the question is, why can't we dream bigger, create other alternatives of systems? And then circle back to 2023, where you have Republicans who are literally creating a new world, describing a new agenda, and dangerously creating other systems. Like we're talking about white folks in Jackson, Mississippi, and I'll let my sister come on and talk about it. Um, um, but we are talking about white folks in Jackson, Mississippi and in Mississippi, the state who want to create a whole separate criminal justice system, right? Separate from the government because they mad that black people are in office. Like that, they are literally building another system and other institutions. But everybody didn't told us, the dreamers, the activists, the organizers, the abolitionists, no, nah, y'all slow you, don't build a new system, don't tear down the government, don't burn the motherfucker down, because if you burn it down, what are we gonna do? And literally, these Republicans are burning <laughs> it down and yes. building new things. So I'm mad, I'm, I'm a little salty <laughs> to everybody who told me to shut up. <laughs> Look what they're doing, right? 
So that's that's the first part of it. The second part of it is in terms of the what do we do? We have to um, in our uh, regularly scheduled programming. We got to vote. We got to, you know, vote again. <laughs> we got to donate money. We got we to do all those things that we always already got to do that people are doing a lot of really hard and incredible work to continue to do, right? Even when some of these folks who are trying to do that work are often defunded and don't get the money from philanthropy and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time that we do that, and I'm learning this actually with the Debt Collective, to which I'm also an organizer with the Debt Collective to cancel student loan debt nationally. The Debt Collective has reminded me in all of the meetings that we go to that we create space in our agenda, like 20, 30 minutes, to talk about the most radical idea to change our current conditions and to come up with solutions that we've never thought of. So I'm talking specifically right now to educators across the country. Uh, Dr. Mitchell is of course here and she does this all the time because I've seen all the clips, but uh, educators who are having conversations and I know that politics can be funky in the classroom, but uh, dreaming is not political. We can talk about a world in which we want to feel safe and people want to have dignity and people want to have liberation and we can talk about love. And that's not political in the classroom, in our trainings, in our syllabus and all the in, in, doc, in classes with uh, Card on Sunday on Roland Martin's show. We're talking about what the world can actually look like. Um, and that's what Republicans and the white ring, white uh, right wing folks are actually what white people are actually doing. And we stop doing that to your point, uh, Dr. Hunter, to be reactive. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump is running. Blood pressure is going to 165. We got we to gotta tear this motherfucker down. We got to vote for Joe Biden, which doesn't excite us. But what does excite us is dreaming. So if in fact, and I'm just going to say this, you know, because I've been dreaming about it. If in fact, the Supreme Court justices shut down student loan debt cancellation as a program. And if in fact, Joe Biden doesn't say, I'm going to cancel it through a different authority. I'm just going to blame the Republicans and that'll make y'all vote for me in the election, which I am extremely concerned and worried about because that messaging happens often. Well, we tried to do what we could do, but the Republicans, they don't want to work with us. And I, I, I don't understand. I want to I want to form a new party. There are a bunch of new parties, Working Families Party, the People's Party, all these like, Green Party, all these parties that exist. But I, I, I really want a shift in the next like decade before the next decade is over where people are focused on um, not trying to cooperate with our enemy. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk about that on a different episode. But like, so that needs to happen. But in the meantime, let's continue to do the things that we have been doing and voting and educating ourselves and having these discussions. We just need to make a lot more space for creatives to figure out what is the system that we can use to replace the Supreme Court. Because in my opinion, they are losing their legitimacy. They just shut down affirmative losing. action. That lost. Lost, their, lost, past tense, lost their legitimacy. They shut down Roe v. Wade voting rights, affirmative action, immigration. Now they're going to shut down. And they almost stopped, excuse me, they almost uh, stopped our attempt to stop the execution of Julius Jones in Oklahoma, who was still sitting in prison right now, even though he wasn't at the scene of the crime when it happened. Um, and now we're talking about student loan debt cancellation. So if we cre if we had to shut the whole motherfucker down, then what do we build? And, and we don't know that yet. We're still trying to figure out reparations and what that looked like and we don't believe Child, in it yet. I, I was just having this conversation. Um, <clears throat> with a few people this weekend because 400 years of conditioning to here's your meal. Here's what you need to do. Ask permission for every single thing has addled us epigenetically to the point where collectively to imagine, to dream 
doesn't really exist. I just had a conversation with another dreamer today because we're about to do some things. Shout out to Adina Bayou who came through Liberia through a refugee camp and now presides over $220 million in real estate here and is doing all of this stuff in the community. And you think about somebody who dreamed in spite of seeing, because this is what our ancestors demand of us, right? We are free. You don't ask for permission. You don't ask somebody to give you rights. You're born with rights to the, to the enslaved person that told Mr. Faulkner that when he came out, Falk in you know interviewing people. You you can't fight for my rights. I was born with rights. You can deny me some things and opportunities and and make it difficult, but I have a right to be here. And if you don't start with that premise, then everything else falls away. And I feel like a lot of people don't feel like they have the right. They're scared no. to do, no. I can't, I cannot. And, and this, if we just quiet, maybe they won't. If we don't bother, let's not piss them off. Piss them off. They need to be angry. I'm happy when people are mad, when they big mad, when they come sliding into the DMs or trying to come for me on, let's go, call up, let's go, let's go. And someone said, oh, you like to fight. Yes, I do, actually. I'm built to fight. I'm built to fight. I, I'm not even afraid to say that. Yes, I was put here to fight. Let's go. Let's go. We got to get better at it. Y'all like Creed, get in the gym, <laughs> get in the social justice gym and work it out. Let's go. So I just, I, I feel you on all of these fronts. And I'm, I'm nervous about putting Biden up for another term. And I, and I shouldn't say that. Karen, you shouldn't say that. Every time I say this person can win if we're don't, you know, this man, mm, and it's not personal. It's just like no, we have two years to get it together. Marianne yeah. Williamson is not it. Like, and everybody else is hedging their bets. You know, like, well, Gavin Newsom, I want to be president. I can't go against the establishment because I'm going to need them to, for, for fundraising. Is there anybody out there with a soul who just has a vision for this country, who just wants to do something for all of us and just I don't care about the machine and I'm just going to run because – Y'all, we need a leader who cares. I Mark my words. If Joe Biden wins this next election, we will lose the next three. Joe Biden is not. He's. A, I said he's a punk ass president. I don't think. And I, when I say when I say disrespectful, Tiffany, that was just so sorry. Just, I, so wrong. <laughs> when, I sorry. Say, when I say when I say sorry, not sorry. When I say the next three, I mean presidential and midterms. Midterms, I'm not skipping. Um, we will lose because the the fear mongering that's happening right now and Joe Biden being a president of very low, uh, uh, he's not very high in our weight class, right? Being able to, ma- I've always said that I'm looking for our version of a Donald Trump. Like who is the radical, angry, I'm coming in here. I'm sick of people being homeless. I'm sick of people not making you. How old are you? Are you 35 yet? Can you, what's the cutoff? Is it 35? It's 35, but I'm 33. (laughs) Two years. I'll be 34 this year. You're right. I'll be 34. You could, you could, you could throw your hat in. I'll vote for you. I'll vote for (laughs) Tiffany D. Law because I, first of all, I know that you ain't about the the nonsense. And, and I dared, I would love to see the debates. Lord have mercy. This would be delicious. I would do it just to be on the debate stage knowing I don't win because I want to do just like that. Girl, you're going to F around and win. I promise you. I'm in my bikini doing a headstand on Instagram. There's no way in the world they're going to elect me to be the president of the United States of America. (laughs) That's a perfect, you were in a bikini. So you already got the passport rolls. They gonna vote for you because for the possibilities. They so problematic. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Tiffany, let's, let's run you as a candidate. Let's in two years. Yeah, let's, let's do let's, that. Let's, Why let's not? For the, it, I, I promise you ain't got to get no endorsements. That's the other thing. When, when does that ever mattered? What if the Washington Post endorses you? Does that 
What sure. what does that who reads the newspaper? You need TikTok to endorse you. I promise you, girl. Let's Dr. Mitchell is not you not with this? Nope. Okay. I'm just staying silent. <laughs> Come on. Come on. This is it's too early to endorse anybody. And I just I endorse Tiffany D. Lofton for president. Y'all keep trying to try to put me out there. Tiffany got you. Now all we need is maybe you need some defense. They're not gonna take you seriously. So we ain't gotta worry about your your safety in the same way. That could be no, Ooh. but I'm gonna call the nation to come help me out and make sure I'm safe. Yeah, I was gonna say, Fruit of Islam will be there. Shh. Yeah, the Fruit of Islam will be there. Mustafa yeah, yeah, yeah. will be overseeing. They don't even that. do politics like that, but I guarantee you they'll come out and have my back. Yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, yes, because that's, that's the thing. Fun. You got credibility in places people don't even know. I like this idea. I'm gonna sit with it. I, let me just chime in to say that. Yes, um, yes. you gotta Tiffany be the voice Lofton's, of reason. What? <laughs> Tiffany, no, but Tiffany Lofton's. Um, uh, role in establishing the Ohio Student Association is one example of what you mean about how she has credibility in all kinds of areas that you wouldn't even know about. Because I'm here to tell you as a witness about the Ohio Student Association and how much respect I have for that organization. So the fact that she was on the ground floor of that, hell yeah, much respect, sis. Much respect. Thank you, Thank you sis. I appreciate that. Thank you. I like Thank this you. idea. The youngest president... Come Ask on. Me the next question. Not no, it. <laughs> no, I no, I'm I, I'm stuck in this right now. I'm stuck in it because to your point, you know, young people feel disenfranchised. They don't vote disproportionately because y- y'all not talking to them. And you know, the issues nobody should go to sleep in this country without a roof over their heads and food in their belly. We're the rich, richest nation in the world. And you're literally allowing the dismantling of the education system. And let's not even talk about water, which should be a right. Everyone should have clean water. Like that should be, you turn on your faucet, you should have clean water. (sighs) You care about all of those things. None of these candidates are talking about that. They're all hedging the polls to see what's going to land and what's not, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene knows if I yell out, you lie, because it won't work for Joe Wilson, I'm going to get more fundraising. And she did. Right. You get more money when you act like a total banshee. But there's nobody speaking up. Everything's defense. And I I've personally have never been a defensive person. I'm offensive. I'm going to keep you on your heels and then roll over you because I'm a bull. I'm going to keep coming, 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 coming until you fall down and then I will trample you. But, you know, we're playing defense like, oh, they're saying this. Let's have a counter to that. I'm not looking for the Donald Trump. I'm looking for somebody who actually cares about everybody. I don't we don't need a version of that. He's idiot. He's an idiot. It's like stupid talking about baby booms. All right. So let's and talk somebody, about something. it'd be great what? to have an organizer as the head of the state, because I feel like somebody who's actually been on the ground doing a lot of this work and not sitting in an office signing paperwork or doing just press conferences would it. be fantastic to have somebody who is actually connected so people can see themselves in the candidate that runs. Because I have not seen myself in a candidate except for Stacey Abrams, but I'm in California. So that's, you know, I wasn't able to vote in that election. But th- we don't. I never heard the- Stacey Abrams say mother on anybody's airwaves. I need I need my president to be able to drop the mother effort at some point. And t- I just need that. I feel like I need it. I think it's needed. 866-801-8255. All right. Tiffany D. Lofton is here. Karitha Mitchell. You are laughing, but you know, you know that that's the, the, that's going to resonate. Know. What she it just is. said on the radio. I ain't never that's heard Stacey Abrams right. say yeah. that. Never heard her say that. Um, I'm a su- serious topic right now. Shaka Khan apologized um, 
for, what? For, yeah, she, she apologized. apologized. I, I don't. I, I don't agree with this apology. But somebody really, I don't agree with the apology, even though it's yeah. the mature thing to do. I'm. She said what she said, and she meant it. I'm. I'm like whether she was drunk, how, whatever she said it. She it was what she felt, and I agreed with all of the things she said. Ten time Grammy Award winner should have the right at her age. She's in her seventies. She know she can sing still and do all the things to have an opinion on this list that that Absolutely. problematic outlet put out. And then she apologized. So here's what she said. Um. Recently, I was asked about a list of the greatest singers of all time. And instead of questioning the need for such a list, I was pitted against other artists and I took the bait. As artists, we are unfairly put into boxes. You know, damn well, she ain't write this. Anyway, categories or on lists. <laughs> it was not my intention to cause pain or upset anyone to anyone that felt this way. I sincerely apologize. Empowering all artists is most important because we truly are the architects of change, and change a begins wrote that. within the heart. Yeah, you know that. They write that. I don't even know. I don't think she saw this either. I think her publicist did. <laughs> they put it out there. I think they they slammed her with this. I'm, she gonna be like, "Who the f do what the? F- I ain't say this. Shit. I don't know. Yeah. All right. You want to take some calls? Or Dr. Karitha, you you think she was appropriate in apologizing? You think this was a no? I think she should have just let it ride. But at the same time, the fact that she issued the apology only extends the amount of time that we're talking about her. So from right. her publicist standpoint, that's good too. So I don't think there's a way to lose because she said what she said. She meant what she said. There was a lot of accuracy in what she said. And now we just talk about it a little longer because the truth is a lot of people will believe she shouldn't have apologized. So I like that she's getting more play. Okay. Did yeah. Mary J ever talk about this? Does she ever respond? No, because they, they're friends. They, they go way back. Wow. So they <laughs> had that conversation in private. So yes, that's it what she said. No problem when, to make when it the, public. When the problematic uh, person asked, she was like, I never said that out in public. She said, I said it to her face. Yes, yes, I've said it. I'll, oh, man, that's and the that kind of honesty. Moment, and that was the moment where she made the important point that the media will want to turn it into a beef, but it's not a beef because that's my sister. And so that was the beauty of what, what came out. That's the reason the apology is not needed, but I like that the apology gets her more airtime. And unfortunately, okay. we know more about this than we do about what's happening <laughs> on the streets of LA and and don't get Oakland. me wrong, culture is important, honey. We got to talk about culture. Culture is important. Don't get me wrong. All right, let's let's get Latanya in Florida in that state. Oh, I feel so bad for the beautiful people of Florida. Florida is a beautiful state. I don't know how y'all got saddled with. Oh, I do know uh, disenfranchisement and poll taxes. Hey, Latanya, welcome. Hello, hello, Karen. Hello, guest. Um, I know, right, Florida, and I've only been here a year. I'm a newbie, but the work brought me here, so I got hope. I'm hoping, especially when I hear Tiffany on the line. I am a NAACPer from New Jersey originally. Yes, and Tiffany, you spoke at my conference. Karen, let me tell you, this is the one right here. This girl, listen, we got your, we got your back. You run for whatever you want to run for. You keep your voice out there. And if I went and did it uh, however many years ago that was for Obama, I can get out there for you. So I got you, Karen. She, get her running. All right. 
All right. And this was paid for by TDL for 24, 2024. <laughs> TDL, come on through. Thank you. Girl, girl you better set that up. For, for if, if anything, right, at the very least, you'll have enough money to do all the organizing you need to do because this is really a money grab for a lot of these people anyway. So you'll at least be able to fund the work that you do, which is tireless. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Come on. More. I'm taking you, headshots on Tuesday. I'm gonna have to take new headshots. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I, I, I'll, you, you have this open platform here. We'll even give you a show on one of these days. But you got a pot. Don't you have a podcast? Aren't you out there doing podcasts and stuff? You don't have a podcast. All right, let's talk off mic because we need you to have a, a regular platform where you can talk that talk. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five is the number. Thank you, uh, Florida Latanya. Let's go to Audrey in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA. Hey. Hi, Karen. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Dr. Mitchell. Uh, oh, Mitchell. God. I'm trying Mitchell. to slow Mitchell. down because I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Mitchell. Hi, how are you guys? I am like trying to slow down because I'm like very excited, but I'm also pissed off. So, um, cause I just had this same exact conversation with my husband yesterday, um, about starting a third party, like forget everybody. Like to me now it's like the perfect time and Tiffany, I would vote for you. I would be screaming from the rooftop, standing on top of my building, telling everybody to vote for you. But in the meantime, you know, it's like because there's so everybody's complaining about, oh, the, the Democrats aren't doing this and they're not doing that. But, you know, you don't want to vote for the stupid Republicans. And I would be calling out all those people, you know, Jewish people and people who claim they're not racist. If you're not racist, then vote for this third party now is the time to pull it together and, and push out somebody else who could be better for all of us. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, My well, father was a Black Panther, and actually he just got arrested on Friday for a bench warrant he had from 1965 for something that he did when he was in the Black Panthers on Friday. And so we're in the process of they let him go on his own recognizance, but now we got to get these charges dropped. It's ridiculous. Um, so, but he taught us, he had six daughters and he taught us from the jump that we don't have to listen to nobody. Whatever somebody tells us is white is right. We automatically say, oh, oh no, it's not going to be unless we think it is. And you're not going to tell us what to do or think. So well, I've been a registered Republican since I turned 18. And just for the fact that I wanted to be able to infiltrate from the inside, kind of like Karen always said, um, but I think now is like the perfect time for well, a third party. And- Audrey, um, divide and conquer is how people win. I say party of Lincoln. Let's do all of the things, right? I'm still a registered Republican uh, as well in New Jersey. Not that it has that much impact, which is why Jersey makes it easier because I get all the literature and everything. And I see, I mean, the Republican Party's uh, campaign stuff is tight. Like they, they really, anyway. Uh, but third party, I feel like that would dilute any power like let's control the democratic party why do we have to abdicate and do something always trying to come over and do something else let's take we we're the backbone of the democratic party why don't we just step into that position why don't we listen to these people either one of y'all feel free dr mitchell you shaking yes why okay dr dr lofton <laughs> How do I get an organizing doctor thing? I need to find that. We'll give um, you, Dr. Mitchell, get her uh, like a, a, a honorary PhD <laughs> from Ohio State, and then you can go. Let's go. Oh, my Let's God. Go. I yes. am literally on the committee right now. 
dominate this young lady. Oh, wait a second. Let's go. Because of the Ohio Student Association? Actually, please, I'm going to have to email you. Yeah, actually. Okay. I'm here for all of this. I love this. This is so exciting. Yeah, I love this. How do you do this? I this, just came listen, to that's it. Just tell tell Audrey why a third party, as we get you your doctorate and we get your campaign together, tell her why third party <laughs> is either wrong or right for us at this moment. Now, you know you got too many daggone followers. Somebody's setting up a website in the act blue right now, and I'm going to be like, oh, my God. This, that, but that's the people's. That it, that would be the people's party. That would be the people's campaign. And, you know, um, let me say this. I, I think that alternatives can be built and we cannot build them overnight. And so we are the backbone of the Democratic Party. The question then for me becomes, uh, sure, build something else. I'm not going to stop nobody from building something else because if it's successful, I'll, I'll, I'm going to help. Um, the Democratic Party right now, even though we have been the, the backbone, they have not bended their back for us, right? And so I am trying to figure out in the midst of uh, building political power, not just through our votes, but through our agency and our, and our leverage and our financial power, how do we move and force, the, how do we force the Democratic Party to meet our demands? And right now the narrative is we want this and they give us something completely different. We want this solved and they don't solve it, but they rename the street <laughs> or they paint Black Lives Matter on the sidewalk or they they give out a thousand dollars for three months out of the year and tell y'all that's your reparate. We got to figure out what that is that we hold them accountable to. And you can't do that unless you join a political home. Back to what I said in the beginning. So, um, yes, we can build an alternative party. It's not going to happen before 2024. You're not going to be able to have sufficient mass to build an alternative party. And also the Green Party exists. Uh, the Working Families Party, a party full of workers across the country that's building an international movement. They have a party. Other parties, they're happening. But let's focus on um, let's focus on making and forcing the Democratic Party to bend their back for us. Let's do that. And and your candidacy would do that because this is what happens, you know, when people run and they have the energy the the front runner or whatever has to compete, you know, has to bend and and make space for the agenda items, which is why you run, you put all of these items up. That's right. Trump Trump was never trying to be president. And you know because he didn't even have his campaign party at any Trump property. It was at the Hilton. Why would he do that if he thought he was going to win? He had no idea. He it was a money grab. He he ran because he was broke. And then he effed around and won because y'all busy with Bernie and not, no disrespect, Tiffany. But yeah, at that point, it was, it was. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Uh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, oh, Lord. But okay, what you're saying, Karen, right now is making me think about the way that Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris's agenda influenced what Biden did. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is easy. This is barbecue chicken. This is so easy. We're going to get the homelessness on, on the table. We're going to get the, the student debt on the table. We're yeah. going to get the voting rights on the table. We're going to get all of the things that are, will be ignored. And the death penalty right and then and there. Come we're on. That. We got, it's, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. got a 10 point plan. I see it. I see it. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Do it. It's in here and here, here's down. what you do. Tiff, go, yes, go to Westmore's website. And then cut and paste. And I mean, you know, in terms of how it's designed and everything, just follow the model 
No, somebody on the so your followers, somebody what? is talented enough. Okay. This is all right. I'm just, it, it, I'm like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll do it, but it's not me that's gonna do it. We're right. gonna have a no, campaign. Right. Whoever's listening, who's gonna Somebody be running her campaign? Yeah, delegate. Go to delegate. Wes Moore's website. Yeah, delegate. <laughs> and figure Send out how to, you know, model the success of that. 866 All right, let's take uh Randy in LA, Los Angeles. Believe hey, oh. LA in the house. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, watch what's up, everybody. How oh, okay, you? okay, watch. Yes. You know, I was sitting here listening to you guys. You're making a lot of good points, Tiffany. All of you are, Karen. But, I mean, the situations that we have here in the United States, uh, you know, one of the things that bothers me is the fact that here in L.A., we got like about three, four million people in L.A. We got 10,000 LAPD, and that ain't enough. And then we can't, we cannot get a, a uh, authorized carry permit. Our CCWs are taking two and three years. So you can't protect yourself in Los Angeles. It's crazy. It is, I mean, you know, we had six stabbings last night downtown L.A. Had a guy the other day doing a doing a robbery, drove around town. He was shooting out the windows with an AR. And uh, luckily they pulled him down without any loss of life. But this is the kind of animals we got. And there's a lot of these animals are the homeless because uh, our school systems have been destroyed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did the... So are you listening to yourself? A lot of the animals are the homeless. I mean, you're, you're, the, the lack of humanity, bruh, in your conversation about people who you think folk are out on the streets because they want to be? No, I, I, people are out on the street because they made mistakes, the majority of them. No, sometimes the system just I'm, – I'm doing a project right now with a, with a man whose mother had to sell everything so that he could get legs because he was an amputee. And, and she made too much money, and her insurance didn't cover it. So she sold everything and moved him into a shelter so that he could have the resources that were provided by the government. And so it's not just. I got a better know, one. My, my on. dad right now in this very moment, uh, who is 72 years old, is laying in a hospital in Lancaster. He has two forms of insurance after being a union member for over 40 years. And he has social security and disabilities. He, my dad has to receive at this moment dialysis three times a week, but he's unable to walk anymore. And California's healthcare system doesn't have a lot of options for bedside dialysis. He has been in the hospital for a month, two and a half months. And the hospital has said, there's nothing else that we can do for him. And there are skilled nursing facilities that are not taking him. And he can't live with me because I used to live on fourth and spring brother. And my uncle George died on Skid Row in 2017. Um, and now they are saying that they have to discharge him. And the, oh, the, the options that I'm trying to fight for now are to stop the discharge so that he can keep him in the hospital so we can find a place for my father to go. But hospitals don't care about the medical industry does not care about keeping people safe. They care about the money. So people who don't have family that can afford a, a, a senior assistant living for $11,000 a month, because that's what I've been running into, those people become homeless. So I, I hear what you're saying about safety. I want us to unpack two things in that safety. And I live in LA. I'm born and raised in LA. I'm Gardena, okay? I want us to talk about two things. One, there, Los Angeles is now 4% Black with those 8 million people you're talking about living in the city. 4% black. It was more than that 10 years ago. So the two questions I have are, 
Why is it that the medium rent in Los Angeles is between four to $5,000 for a two bedroom when we know that single mothers who have kids cannot afford that? And two, after the pandemic, a lot of people experienced homelessness. 46,000 people are experiencing homelessness. And brother, I have to disagree. I don't think that the majority of those people made mistakes and chose it. I think that we don't have a system and we definitely don't have a government in Los Angeles that cares about making sure that those people have housing and shelter. We just had, you know this brother, we just had the last two weeks, the worst storm blizzard that Los Angeles has seen in decades. And those homeless people did not have a place to go and they can't afford to live in housing because it costs, my rent is $4,000 and that's ridiculous. So I, I, the people who are stealing, I'm not saying that everybody is the same. What I am saying is I find it impossible, impossible to believe that 46,000 people made a mistake. That is not a personal problem. That is a systematic, systematic issue. And we have to figure out how do we not only help those people get back into housing, but find them apprenticeship programs that labor unions do to help them find a good union paying job. When you talk about safety, brother, the data shows that more police don't stop crime. More prisons don't stop crime. More, more guns. guns don't stop crime. And I come from, listen, all of my family members own guns, okay? It doesn't stop crime. Crime continues to happen. So we could talk about the reaction, as we've been talking about for most of this time, that we have to violence, or we can talk about prevention. And if people had their basic needs met, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about why that crazy man down in downtown LA was stabbing people last night. He would have had alternative, it's somewhere in his, in his life path, there could have been another alternative, but let's not fall into the rhetoric that are, that these people are animals or that they're crazy because that could be you and me. And you and I, I know no matter what it took, if we had to do something for our families in desperate situations, We'll do what we need to do to take care of our families and ourselves. So 46,000 people didn't make a mistake, brother. And this is why <clears throat> Tiffany D. Lofton needs to be president, because there's not a single candidate running right now that could spin this narrative in love and make it personal and bring it home. I'm here for it. Tiffany, talk off mic. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I appreciate you coming through. Yes. Let's, let's, let's keep this going. Tiffany D. Lofton. Today at the Karen Hunter show. This is exclusive. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.